right, everybody. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, October October 21st, 2021. Uh, We got Daniela Bruce on the show today, an excellent guest. I'm very excited. I'm Nolan Bianchi. I got Scotty Bentley with me and from your Detroit Red Wings and your Detroit Tigers and also now a host here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. Daniela Bruce, welcome to the show. How's it going today? Oh, I'm great. I appreciate you guys having me on now that, yeah, like you said, Tigers, Red Wings, and Lockdown. I feel like it's a perfect fit. Now, you are used to, to doing the interviewing. How does it feel sitting on the other side of this desk? Uh, I love it. It's a great change of pace. I love all right. it. There we go. <laughs> uh, now, the Red Wings are hours removed from another win. We are hours away from a Pistons game that I know a lot of people in this city are very excited for, and a day away from the Red Wings possibly earning a point in all four of their games to open the season. Are we going to have a fun April in the D this year? I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but like that would, that's, that's what we're holding out for. I feel like at this point. Yeah. You have to be hopeful, right? And I mean, things are trending in that direction for the Red Wings. I think everything has been super positive so far this season and they definitely have some fights. So I can't say I'd be surprised at this point if they're uh, fighting for playoff positioning come April. Now, uh, we talked about it a little bit before we actually got going here, but like I mentioned in the top of uh, your intro, you are now a host here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. What uh, what do you got going on? Where can people find your show and, and what can they be expecting to hear you talk about? Well, definitely locked on now on YouTube. We are doing so many different insider recaps, things like that. I'm covering all sports now. So it's not just hockey and baseball, which um, I've done both hockey and baseball. And then we're doing a lot of football as well. And of course the NBA is about to kick into high gear. So that will be coming soon too. I'm really excited about it. Working with the lockdown team has been great so far. They have awesome insiders. And like you guys know, the the community is so awesome with all the local hosts that Mm. cover all the teams. And so I'm excited to work with everybody. I'm more of an anchor host role. So um, just chatting with different insiders every night, recapping uh, Sunday night football has been one of my favorites so far. I absolutely love football and I don't get to talk it that often. So I really, really enjoy that aspect of it. And of course, dabbling in the NBA too. It's been a lot of fun so far. Now you mentioned like not, you know, having to go to a game tonight, you maybe not going to as many games for this job. Do you get to go to football games now? You, you have you been to any Lions games so far this year? I haven't been to the, any Lions games this season. I usually go to the Thanksgiving game, but we'll see if that's going to happen this year. I'm, I'm not too sure how I that, feel about I, heading down there. <laughs> I don't know if you're missing out on, on too terribly much from the Lions perspective yeah. there, yeah. Well, you know, the, the bright side of the Lions this year, and this will be my comment, is that Dan Campbell has so much heart behind this team. And, you know, I mean, the reality is they just don't have the talent right now. And I don't think – this is this year should make or break everybody's mentality of Dan Campbell. I think he definitely has potential to be a great coach and we'll see where the team goes. I mean, it's a real rebuild this year. It definitely is. Now the Red Wings just went through a very, very real rebuild. Some might say Mm -hmm. they're still in it. I would argue they're probably still in it, but they're playing some very fun hockey last night. They beat the Columbus Blue Jackets four to one objectively play their best game in years uh, just in terms of, of chance creation and stuff like that. There's a lot of things that seem different about this team, but as somebody who is around them every day, somebody who's in all the press conferences, hears everything that everybody says, what sticks out to you the most uh, about, you know, what might be different about this team? Oh, it's number one. It's the energy. It's the energy behind each and every player. Even when they do come up for a press conference, it's, it's different. The vibes are different. The messages are different. And you guys I'm sure have heard Dylan Larkin talk about how, you know, enough is enough. He said, they don't want to get, 
bullied around anymore. They're here to show that they're on the upside of that rebuild. If you would say they're still in it, they're definitely on the upswing from it and they're not going to get bullied and they're going to be tough to play against. And I think that has been coach Blaschel's message and goal for this team, knowing where they stand, that the number one thing is to be tough to play against every night, come up, be a hard checking team. And you mentioned uh, the game against Columbus on Tuesday night was definitely their most well-rounded tight checking they played so good and they had, they were out shooting them. What at the end of the game, it was like a, it was, I know at the end of the second period, it was, 20 at yeah, least. Right. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was like really lopsided and we haven't seen that from the Red Wings in a really long time. So I think it's the energy. It's, it's the, the movement behind the team, the message behind the team and the energy that they're bringing so far. So let's talk Lucas Raymond, obviously the fan base, coming into the season was like, I mean, obviously so hyped up about him, one of the best prospects in hockey and, and getting into uh, to the NHL as quickly as, as he now is. Um, but I, I think a lot of uh, like, like beat writers and reporters and stuff wanted to like, kind of tell everybody to pump the brakes, like still a rookie, but then like, he's looked absolutely incredible three games in. So like your overall feel, I guess, of Lucas Raymond so far. Well, I would still say pump the brakes in a sense of, he's going to have some sort of learning curve, right? It is the NHL and that is going to happen. He's going to have his, his bumps and bruises and his learning curves and all of that, but still be very excited about him too. He looks great on that line with Tyler Bertuzzi and Dylan Larkin. They seem to have already built a chemistry and we heard Tyler Bertuzzi talking about it today. He finds ways to get open and spaces to be in that um, other players they've played with haven't really found and between him and Larkin, someone's going to get him the puck, right? And he's going to score a lot more than just that one goal we saw from him on Tuesday. So definitely be really excited. But I think, I think Red Wings fans are smart enough to understand the learning curve, especially in the NHL. It's a very different game from anything that he's seen before. So it's going to happen, but I think we should really be excited about him. And I think he's going to, he's going to put up some points this season. Now uh, I do want to kind of go off of that, that comment you made about that, um, him being on that top line because I, I I wholeheartedly agree with you that it just works and and yeah they they each bring something so different to the game and then on the other hand of it you have the 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 backside of it the camaraderie side of things where Lucas Raymond gets you know kind of nudged last night and into the boards hit from behind hurts his head a little bit and Tyler Bertuzzi and Dylan Larkin they came in like the Bash brothers and just roughed <laughs> up Jas- Jack Roslevic I mean like that that to me too adds to it it's like this is our little brother you know whatever it might be that's the vibe that I get from that group well and I think that's the vibe you get from the whole team this year because what we saw on opening night with Matthew Joseph and Dylan Larkin I think in a strange way that already had brought this team closer than they were because they were thinking well, we have to protect ourselves and each other, right? So we've, we've got to have each other's backs. We've got to make sure that that part of our team is good. It's solid. And I think that's really important. What goes on off the ice is super important to the game of hockey and making sure you build that chemistry, which, like I said, we've seen so far. So I think that's part of the energy. That's part of what we're seeing in this Red Wings game. Now, you work with uh, Darren McCarty with the Red Wings. We love Darren McCarty here at the Lockdown <laughs> Red Wings podcast. Uh, does that glove toss from Dylan Larkin overtake him as, as the number one glove throw in, in Red Wings history, because the, the glove toss after the Matthew Joseph, like who wants some was so awesome. Maybe it's just cause it's in, in HD. Not, you know, you know, the underrated, 
the underrated play during that whole thing was Tyler Bertuzzi kind of coming out of nowhere. And I don't even know when he dropped his gloves, but they were not on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Into frame. So, um, no, you know what? I, I think, I think Darren would still take the cake there. I think we have to give it to him, but right, like I said, enough. you like to see the grit from this team. Obviously you never want anyone to get hurt. Dylan Larkin said it himself. He rightfully served his one game suspension for everything that happened with Matthew Joseph, but you can't blame him for what he did. And I don't think anybody does. Right. So um, they texted, they apologized to each other and they want to put that whole thing in the past. But I, I would think Darren still takes the cake probably by a lot. Actually. <laughs> um, what's up, everybody going to jump in here real quick and tell y'all about betonline.ag. We're back in better than ever. New web interface to the start of basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. But online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, but online where the game starts. So uh, in one of the biggest things we talked about uh, on the show yesterday was defensively how good the team looked against Columbus. Uh, and, and I guess just like a feel of how much that has to do with, with like Siders obviously getting a lot of minutes. Letty is, has been a great addition. Mm-hmm. Just the, the feel of the defense. Uh, I mean, that Columbus game was fantastic. Do you think that Sider and Letty specifically are like a big reason for that kind of uptick or, or I don't know, maybe a whole new mentality defensively? I do. I definitely think they're a huge part of it. But again, going back to kind of the underrated um, play is, is Danny DeKaiser. And I know that Last season, he struggled. He was coming off a major back surgery, just like Tyler Bertuzzi is this season. But Danny didn't find his footing as easy as it seems like Tyler is doing. Um, And he has said before he didn't feel 100% last season. And when he is 100%, he is a quality NHL defenseman. And I think that was lost on some people last year because we did see him in the lineup for the most part. There were some games that we didn't. But having him at 100% playing alongside Philip Peronik, who just puts up so many minutes every game. Mo Sider has been putting up a ton of minutes for a young defenseman. And I think that's a good thing because then you have that veteran and young guy kind of mixed and they're getting used to the flow of the NHL game. We talk about adjusting. Mo Sider's adjusting pretty well. Philip Ronick is still very young, but he's adjusting and getting better every single year. And then Mark Stahl is another huge addition that Steve made that really bolsters the blue line. I think they just have really found a nice mix. And at some point we will see Jordan Osterley and Troy Stetcher cracked the lineup too. And they're both solid defensemen. Coach Blaschel said himself that they're not out of the lineup because they're playing bad. They just have too many defensemen right now. And he is going to work them into the lineup at some point. That was a, the big thing that kind of surprised me, I think, to this point early on was, I mean, Troy Stetcher, there, there was like, so we talked to somebody in the, the Vancouver media kind of right mm-hmm. when that all went down. And what she basically told us was, this is a guy who starts in the top six every year, then eventually just plays so well, plays so solid, he works his way into the top four. Um, and we saw that last season yeah. with him. And I, and I was kind of surprised to, to see him take a back seat um, 
and maybe the backseat isn't the right word because like you just mentioned mm-hmm. we're only three games into the season right. but uh, I, I do think I was a little bit taken back when I saw that he's pretty much just out of the lineup until further notice maybe an injury or something like that but mm-hmm. um, I, I guess we'll see on that front yeah I and I mean they're gonna get their time and coach Blashell has not, hasn't given an exact reason why Gus Lindstrom is the guy that made it into the lineup but he's been playing really well too and he's been making his minutes very useful. So I I don't think there's any wrong decision here. I just think it's a great problem to have. When is the last time you could honestly say the Red Wings had this much depth on the blue line that they didn't even know which which defenseman to go with? I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now, uh, prior to the season, well, I guess in the offseason, the Red Wings make one of the biggest moves of the entire offseason, and that is acquiring Alice Nedeljkovic. Now, Thomas Grice, by the time this season rolled around, old news. I think there was like a, a, <laughs> a, a feel around hockey time. It was like, doesn't matter who backs him up, Calvin Pickard, whatever. Like, that's that's the guy. Thomas Grice has come out and and rightfully reminded people just how well he played at the end of last season. He was absolutely phenomenal again. And I think what impressed me, the most about his performance so far is that they came in two very different games. And that first game against the Canucks, they were getting kind of lit up back there. He was, he, he was hanging in there. Uh, And then last night's game, complete opposite. He barely gets any action to start the game. There was a, uh, a pretty dangerous cross crease pass. And I think it was like his first or second save of the game. And he just, bam, he's off and running. Do you have a sense of how they'll split time uh, going forward? Because I know kind of the, the beginning of the year, Blasio was like, well, it'll kind of just play it by your type thing. And if that's the case, this is Grice's net, like, firmly. Well, I think that's how it's going to go. I really do. I don't think there's going to be a number one, number two on paper. Let's put it that way. I think it's going to be more of riding the hot hand. And right now that is definitely Thomas Grice. Um, I can't tell you exactly what we'll see tomorrow. I will know more at morning skate, but Thomas Grice deserves the net right now. And there, that is no mm-hmm. discredit to Alex Nadalkovich, it's not an easy task to go against the Tampa Bay Lightning in your first start with a new team, right? The two-time Stanley Cup champions coming at you and their lineup from top to bottom is just ridiculous. So um, that is no discredit to him. I think he'll get in there and he'll do a good job too. But Thomas Grice, like you said, two very different games. And Coach Blaschel talked about this last night. He makes very timely saves. Like there were a couple times in the Jackets game on Tuesday, where if they do net one, that changes the entire momentum of the game. The Red Wings had control of that game, and a lot of that was to with Thomas Grice making timely saves. He made a huge two-on-one save. He made a huge save on the power play to keep it out of the net. So just making those saves, keeping your team in it when you need to is really, really important. Like you said, you didn't get much action at the beginning of that game. It can be tough to stay in a game where you're not making saves every you know two minutes. Uh, one guy I wanted to to ask you about specifically, Michael Rasmussen, not to brag, but I have been maybe the foremost leading Michael Rasmussen defender uh, over this past year or so. And and it's finally starting to pay off. Like I, I'm just coming out smelling like roses. My Adam Ernie <laughs> takes to start last season don't look so good now, but uh, you know, I'm on the Adam Ernie train now. So um, <laughs> Michael Rasmussen, just- what do you say? I was just going to say, I mean, if you had a bad take about Adam Ernie, that's okay. We're okay with you being wrong on that one. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Although, you know, he's, he's not on pace for 40 goals this year. A little bit of a slow start for him, you know, <laughs> relatively. But uh, Rasmussen, on the other hand, he's been looking great. Um, he's, he's getting involved on the score sheet. He's getting involved physically. I, I pointed out uh, a couple of days ago, one of the my favorite moments of the season so far was after Zadina scored that power play goal and Rasmussen skating to the, the celebration 
uh, group hug or whatever, and he just gives one to Oliver Ackman Larson, like right in the back. What has gotten in to Michael Rasmussen? That that's the question that I have to ask about him. I don't. I think he might finally realize how big he actually is and how strong he actually is. I don't know if he quite understood that for a while, and that's rightfully so. He's a pretty big dude. He's I think what like six 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 seven. He's he's big, and um, he's. I, I think it just took some time for him to come into that and build the confidence around it last season, although a tough season for the Red Wings as a whole, I think Michael Rasmussen became a better two-way player and that's exactly what they need. I say the same about Philip Zadina, although we're not talking about the same size and, you know, same position as Michael Rasmussen, a little bit different, but they both became better two-way players. And the fact that that really will help your game. Once you get that down, it's like, okay, maybe the scoring will come now. And I think they both did that. With uh, I just want to go back to the goalies really quick. Like we talked about Grice and on opening night played maybe one of the most aggressive brands of goaltending I've ever seen in my life. And I just want to know if like, like it was, I mean, obviously the last goal to tie it was like completely him being way too aggressive and going behind the net, but even just on like, like normal saves, he was like 10 feet out on mm-hmm. like a normal possession, like really aggressive and in the first period it worked and then obviously you know they they put up a seven piece so in the the goalie situation is that like I don't know do do you think that that's more of him being just like young and still developing or is he just like an aggressive dude and that's just going to be like the brand he plays I think that's totally his style of play um and I can't really confirm that it's more of just opinion based but I've never seen anything like it I've never seen somebody play that way um (laughs) And I don't know if you can speak to whether it works. I mean, it worked for him in Carolina, right? He was doing really well there. And again, Tampa Bay is a very tough task, a new team. He's playing with new teammates, figuring out the groove there. And then everything else, all the drama that surrounded that game was, it was just a tough situation for any goaltender to be in. I think, hey, and Vasilevsky didn't have a very good game either. I think he even said that his teammates saved his ass by scoring seven goals. I think that's an exact quote. So, um, yeah, it was just a tough game all around. And like I said, he will get another chance. But I wouldn't expect that style of play to change. Maybe a little bit. I'm sure he's going to work with his coaches and um, say, maybe on this type of play, you should stay in your net a little bit more but I don't think that aggressive style is ever going anywhere I love it let's just bring back the full Patrick Wall have him skate out to center ice (laughs) with it uh real quick before we get to uh tonight's game against the Calgary Flames if you're listening on Thursday which you will be um the the second line Fabry Zadina Suter kind of unheralded I guess to this point but but they have kind of registered a ton of action, just haven't had the, the ability to finish maybe like that top line has. What has stuck mm-hmm. out to you the most uh, about the way that they're playing, not only individually, but together as a line? Well, that line is filled with speed. All three of those guys are extremely fast. And I think they have similar skill sets. So it's going to take some time for them to find the cohesiveness that they'll need. But um, individually, they're all great players. And I think that will come. Pew Suter even talked about it when he was addressing the media. He talked about the speed. And he said, obviously, we would like to produce a little bit more offensively, but we're still working on our um, our chemistry, building that. And we're new teammates, right? Even though Suter and Fabry played together in juniors, it's been years. And they're, they're still working on that. But I think that line can do really big things. And I would keep eyes on them for the remainder of the season and we know how good Robbie Fabry is he uh, netted one the other night too and it it, it'll be good I think they're they're going to produce offensively I'm not worried about that at all it's just finding that cohesiveness 
this is the year Zadina has his breakout season. I'm, I I really do believe that after that that one time where he scored the other night, I'm like, okay, the shots. He there. almost had one. He almost had yeah. one Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's feeling it right now. I love it. It was right off the faceoff too, and and mm-hmm. I mean that's something we didn't even touch on. The power play has been unbelievable this season, night and day. They didn't score on on Tuesday night, but the looks that they've been getting just how exciting it is to watch it is, is so stark in contrast. It's, it's crazy. Well, that's what I always say. It's like, it's day and night. I mean, you're watching a brand new power play where you almost expect them to score on every power play, which is unrealistic, obviously. But before it was like, all right, let's just keep possession. Can we just keep possession on this power play? That's what, that was the goal last year. And they didn't do a very good job of it, honestly. And this year, like I said, they're getting great looks. They're setting up awesome scoring opportunities. But I think, I don't know if I've seen a power play where they didn't have at least one grade B opportunity, if not better than that. And they're doing a really, really good job. And I don't know if that's credit to Alex Tangay or just the new system that they're putting in. They want to move the puck faster, which they are doing. But yeah, it's, it's totally different. Like I said, I expect them to score on the power play. I get really excited when the Red Wings are about to go up a man, so... Last year, it was like disappointing when they went on the power play because it messed up their (laughs) five-on-five momentum. What's up, everybody? Just going to squeeze in here one more time. And thank you for making Locked On Red Wings your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. And talk to you guys about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain and auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers, you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. So go explore the easy to use website today and find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on to the How Did You Hear About Us box so you know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Um, <laughs> last question we got for you. What do they have to do to keep this energy rolling into Thursday night's game against the Calgary Flames and come out with a four-game point streak to open the season? Well, I don't think there's much that they need to change, to be honest with you. I think they need to keep doing exactly what they're doing and just make sure they play with that fire that they have been in the past few games. They know that these are huge points, especially starting off with a four-game homestand. That's huge. You don't want to get yourself in a hole early. So I think they know the task at hand. It's just it's really interesting now that they like they hadn't seen Vancouver in nearly two years. And I think that will probably be the same for Calgary. I don't have an exact date on the last time Calgary was in town or they visited them, but preparing for a team like that is totally different um, than preparing for a team that you saw eight times last season. So that part is always really interesting. It's going to be interesting all season long, but I think they have to stick to what they've been doing. I don't think there's anything different. I don't think there's any secret. And I know Calgary's been watching what they're doing too. And I can tell you this, they're scared to play them. They should be. Everybody should be scared to play the Red Wings now. Hell yeah. There we go. Now that's going Hell on a yeah. quote board. Daniela Bruce <laughs> uh, from the Detroit Red Wings, the Detroit Tigers. Catch her on the video board at the game, on the Detroit Red Wings Twitter, Instagram, and uh, on your own personal Twitter as well is Daniela Bruce underscore. Underscore. Somebody already had Daniela Bruce without the underscore. Like, it's messed up. 
Probably I know, no right? Profile thought about reporting or... them. I thought yeah. about reporting them. <laughs> That's you my know name. who I am. <laughs> uh thank you so much what do you got coming up that anything particular that people should be on the lookout for that that might be interesting um well all, red wing stuff all the time so make sure you're staying tuned to their social channels there's a lot of stuff coming up of course a four check episode with ken kale ahead of um tonight's game since you all are probably listening on thursday um and then uh for locked on actually november 2nd we are doing our first live coverage show from three to five we'll be covering the um, nfl trade deadline so nice. I'll be on there with some different insiders throughout the two hours and hopefully we'll have some breaking news in there and some fun NFL action. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm still kind of on Deshaun Watson watch right now, like what's going to happen with him. So yeah. Interesting. Maybe uh golf will get traded. Yeah. I don't know about Probably that. Not. Uh, all right. Danielle Bruce, <laughs> thank you so much uh, for joining us today and uh, good luck with that, with your new show. This is my last week on the show. I would say let's definitely do it again, but uh I'll say it. Let's definitely do it again. Not my last week. Thanks, Danielle. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Yep. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for uh, for tuning in and listening. Thank you to Daniela. And thanks for making Locked On Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. Locked On Fantasy Hockey as host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert for your fantasy hockey league. It's free and available on all platforms. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, What's Nolan's outro? Same time, same place. It's your team. Oh, remember to send all bad DMs to Nolan Bianchi every day.